2: Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast, I'm Andy Barge and today I'm joined by Jamie Flynn and Gordon Parks to discuss all the latest from Celtic Park. On the pod today we have a reaction to Celtic's draw in Lithuania, an analysis of the Hoops defensive woes, and we chat if the club need to cash in on Dedrick Boyata. We also look at potential transfer targets and look ahead to the Hampton match this Sunday. Gordon, a draw not exactly what the fans were hoping for last night, what did you make of it?
1: we we'll have to. I only watched the first half, first fifty minutes, and I thought start Celtic made confident, getting the ball forward. Looks as if they could cut eh, a poor opponent apart. And when they score the goal, you expect to flood against mm. It's a Celtic team that don't do things easily. I they think they're so fragile and porous at the back. That nervousness, that uncertainty, the lack of decision making. There's always a sting in the tail, and it happened early for Celtic yesterday. Uh, the only blessing is that the damage can be repaired. It's no disaster, but what it does to do, it, continues the theme of our Celtic defence, which uh, is shipping goals left, right and centre. What do they make of the performance? Not good enough, I think. Celtic, at the level they are, the level they want to be, should be dismantling that kind of uh, opponent because they offer very little. And I think Celtic's problems are, are, are of their own making. I don't know if Jamie agrees,
0: I don't know if you watched the game, I did, no, no, and I, and I do agree and I think you're, you're right about the defence, I think. That, that defence at the moment is so poor that it's making the rest of the Celtic team nervous and it's making the, the players in midfield nervous to go and play. Because I can imagine, you know, Scott Brown's performances have been muted in the last couple of weeks. He must be playing with nobody's shoulder at the, the two behind him going, these guys really need a hand, you know. And you've got Cham in midfield who pulls all his strings, but again, he seems to have mutated, and every all the problems seem to be coinciding with the defence not performing particularly well. And in that game yesterday, I mean, it was an easy ball into the box, first ball into the box, and it's in the back of the net again.
1: Well, the problem is that this is not an overnight issue. This is an issue that's been going on for. Despite Celtic's fantastic achievements and the consistency that they've shown, Celtic fans will tell you that going and watching week in week out, problems have been glaring. It's been defensive, no matter what partnership they use, eh, the equipment. It's a massive issue because they haven't addressed it. But week in and week out, we're giving opp- opportunities to pure opposition. We give encouragement to teams that don't deserve it and will come a cropper. It's costing them the Champions League. It probably won't cost them uh, the Celtic Park next week because their opponent isn't capable of landing enough killer blows. But they haven't addressed what's been a massive problem and the Celtic fans have grown restless because it's now damaging. And as Jamie said stress throughout the team, if you don't have a strong base, if you're not confident, capable of keeping teams out and flex the rest of the team. Well, we saw in the Rosenborg away Ty Gordon
2: that Celtic's defensive worries were were growing. Um, I think against better quality opposition, they would have been punished. That was the case with AEK Athens. Do you think the confidence now is just lowering and lowering until it comes to the stage where they're playing against Sudova in a Europa League qualifier and they can't deal with a asset piece like that?
1: No matter who you are, no matter what football team you are, no matter how good a player you are, if the headlines start to come in that, um, that you've underachieved, that there's a calamity here, that it's not, the Dedrick Beata issue came at the wrong time because they needed somebody to go in there. I'm not his biggest fan, but at least he does, on most occasions, the basics well. And it's basics itself, Celtic to let themselves down on. The spirit of the team is getting hindered by the fact that they know that they have to make sure to get the goals because they're going to concede they're too leaky. Craig Gordon doesn't instill confidence either, but again, it's a byproduct of no leadership at the back, nobody communicating properly, and fudging their way through it. Brendan Rogers, I'm sure, was the first to tell you his confidence in his defence is uh, almost admittedly yesterday. Cool.
2: We talk about the defense, central defensive yeah. uh, frailties. Do you think Craig Gordon's got anything to answer for with that goal last night? Uh, I, well, that was a keeper's ball.
0: I, my opinion they should have came in and, and, and took that and no he Um But I think Brendan Rodgers touched on some Two things, you know. Brendan Rodgers does never He He's always remains quite calm. In last season, he was a wee bit salty from time to time. But this season, it seems to for the kick off. And yesterday again, his post match comments, he says that this team didn't take pride in their defending which to me is a straight criticism of the guys that are on the pitch, saying yous aren't good enough, you're not doing what I'm asking you to do. And then went on to say that the team broke away from a plan and tried to do their own thing, and that you're not good enough to do that. You basically need to listen to what I'm telling you. So I do think there's a malaise throughout the team, starting with Craig Gordon, starting with the central defenders. And I, f- I think it's quite difficult for me to work out who's to blame here because Brendan Rodgers, the way he plays, the full push right up. So there's a lot of responsibility on the centre-halves. I know he must know they're not good enough but we keep playing the same way so uh, you know sometimes I think Brendan Rodgers should maybe take a wee bit of responsibility on himself rather than repeatedly putting it
1: on at the team yeah good average defenders can get carried by a good Celtic team that's certainly been the case because they've not had many questions asked of them Boyat is a classic example he's been enhanced by playing on a successful team but when Celtic are asked questions I don't really I think he's probably a good commandment player even as a physical specimen, I think uh, Simunovic is an overrated performer, I think he's had his time. If somebody wants to come in and pay, spend £2 million to take him, they're more than welcome to do that. I think the issue is central, I think, because everything starts from that. Someone has to go and take a lead. They have to go and orchestrate, I don't think there's enough maturity in there. And like I said before, they've had the time to address it and it. So we saw um,
2: in the Arctic Thistle game last weekend, um, Jack Hendry took quite a lot of flat first performance. What's your opinion on his place in the team Jamie? Look, I, I I feel a bit sorry
0: for Jack Hendry. On the on the face of it, you can see why we signed him. He's a big boy. He was a bargain. He's he's got he's got the attributes to, to be a quality centre half. Was Jack Hendry brought to guide us through the Champions League qualifiers? I, I don't think he was. So I think he's he's learning the game. Champions League qualifiers aren't the place to learn it. That's quite another discussion. For do I think he'll ever be good enough for Celtic? I don't think so. have got a good point there, but I think
1: it shines a light on the coaching. It shines a light on John Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a guy who's been insulted a long time now. They've had to keep recruiting defenders. They've not brought their own through. Um, agile, arguably, is a player that's come through, but against a stretch. John Kennedy has to be demonstrating to these boys that do the basics well, because defensively, it's all about the basics. Henry, um, I do have sympathy for, because he wasn't asked to come and lead the way that he's been, he's been tasked with. I think he could become a far better player, but see his mindset, it's a, it's you, a problem with no Wonders? Do you think the club will regret selling Eric Spietchanko?
0: No,
1: no, because I don't think, again you're talking about raising the bar, it was a much, a much nicer, kind of a muchness, a bang average kind of um, arrival. It was well, well out of the picture by the
0: time he went, I, I, I know why you're saying that because lots of people said that, but we kind of go back a year and look at a guy who played, who didn't play and go, we should have kept him because in no all reality. He probably still wouldn't be playing
2: if he was here. Do you do you feel the options that Rogers prefers to play are, are better options than Sviatchenko?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. I think I, I think our best defensive partnership. Now, I, can we improve on this? I but the best defensive partnership I think we've got is Boyata and Ayer. But like you're saying, I, I don't. I I think Boyata, Boyata's Boyata on his way out, and I think he's got a mistake in him. I think Ayer isn't the answer. But of all the players coming in the club, that's the two best we've got. I think it's difficult to pin much blame on John Kennedy I know he's a defender and he's there but he's, he's part of the coaching staff um, and I'd be reluctant to say you know, look at him and go yeah, as a defender it's your responsibility to make sure these guys are up yeah. to it um, I think whoever's recruiting defenders for Celtic needs to maybe Well,
1: I think yeah, I think if Brendan Rodgers uses the word pride and a lack of desire to go and defend properly and I think I'm earning my wage as a guy who's responsible for moulding these players and teaching them how to do it I think there's a there slight that's attached to him as well has to be to to Kennedy. His, his professional pride will be hard to that because what he's basically saying is your department's failing me.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, you, you might have a better insight than me but I don't know if John Kennedy is, is specifically responsible for the way the defenders play. Yeah, defensive
1: coach, I mean, it, is, it, it, it falls on him. He's been there a long, long time. Again, I'll go back to it. They have not managed to bring through a proper commanding young defender. There might be reasons for that because Scottish young command defenders are very thin in the ground. Are there any? You're right about the recruitment. The recruitment has um, been a disaster and I think it's coming home to us. Do you think Celtic have,
2: so, I'm not touching on Spiechenko again here, but do you think they have sometimes sold the wrong centre-backs? I thought personally that McConnell was a very promising player and although I don't think he would be the one to lead Celtic through a Champions League stage, I think he's better. Than what Jack Henry is playing at the moment, and at times Suminovic and Ayer, and also Charlie McGrew is still having
1: in very good form down south. I wouldn't argue with the McGrew comment, but Connell like pace. Henry's got pace. He's the modern-day defender. He's quick over the over the ground, and when his mind's switched on, and he's not playing trying to I don't know what Jack Henry seems to be wondering. Impressing as he's beyond end all, he wants to be more kind of fluke and forward. He doesn't need to be in that. Sit and do your job, I and mean, then the heat comes off you a bit. Celtic, Celtic's recruitment is, always
0: seems to struggle in one area. For the longest time, we struggled to get someone up front. I mean, everybody now can rhyme off the the Rasmussens and the Banguras and the, the Baldies and all these guys until we eventually hit on you know Lee Griffiths, which was a no-brainer. Then we eventually hit on Dan which was a bit of a lottery right? win. And I think Celtic are now having the same problems that centre half, You know, we've brought in Henry, we've brought in um, Compa, we've brought in Ayer, he's a makeshift. We're looking at this boy Scott McKenna from Aberdeen, it seems like we're now struggling to fulfil that position, like we've struggled in many other positions. Do I think we've sold the wrong central defender? No. I think everyone that's left the club should have left the club. I just think we've bought the wrong
1: ones. Uh. Only in Scottish football can you have a scenario where Brendan Rodgers can do no longer Mm-hmm. Benny McGrain's unfurling another title flag and within the space of a month, you have got hotline calls calling for Brendan Rodgers to be sacked, and Steven Gerrard at Rangers is the heir apparent, and number fifty-five is coming. Rangers as well, it's incredible. I think I think too much has been made of what's happened at Celtic to be people on this. We are nowhere out
0: of the Champions League. Champions League, Champions League is a difficult, it's a, a difficult competition, and you know it was it was preventable and it was irritating and it was annoying, but. This talk about how you know people are talking about Celtic a I spent force in Rangers and Stephen Gerrard's a second coming of Brendan Rodgers and uh, you know the reality of the matter is to I said are half in a midfielder
1: away for being a top mean, team again? I completely it's, it's the perception. Yeah. I was at Ibrooks last night there is a kind of mood change. It's undeniable and it's based on very little. I agree with you, I think the gulf is still there. I don't think rangers are that enhanced. I think they're better. But Celtics problems. We camouflaged by the Dumbelli, the Edwards, and um, in Oliver in Charm. These guys carry the ship, which at the back has been has been no, shipping
0: no. water for fun. i d I'd agree with you, but you know, Rangers started for a very low base. You know, look at the look at the pumpkins we handed out to Rangers last year, four, five, three, five. You know, Rangers fans and Rangers Football Club and people like in the papers and all that, they love a story and every single year, it doesn't matter who the manager of Rangers is, every year from the past whenever they've been in the league, all we've heard is Rangers are a good chance, we think Rangers might do something this year, And the last two years Celtic have just found out about their business, and I think this is the first year somebody can, you can
2: actually point the finger at Celtic and go, ah, you are struggling. That's what I want to bring up with you Jimmy there, because a wee second ago you said they're a midfielder and a defender short from basically being the, the full set again, yeah. why has it not been done? I, I, you know, I've got my own theory, I don't know how it works. With Celtic I think
0: there's a, a disjoint in the board. With no inside knowledge whatsoever, I suspect that perhaps Lee Congerton and Brendan Rogers are scouting players and bringing them to the board and saying this is who we want. And the board are going out and going, We can't afford these guys. We can't afford option A, B or C, but we can get you John McGinn. And reluctantly perhaps Brendan Rogers has been okay, get me John McGinn. And when that doesn't go, he flips his lid. You look at Denier, we were linked with Denier, he joins Leon. And then the day joins Leon, in the press, two million pound a year after tax, in the Scottish press. So in my mind, that's obviously come for Celtic. That's Celtic saying, look at the look at the difficulty we've got here. We could pay the five million pound they bother. We can't pay the wages. I think Brendan Rogers wants players at that level. We just can't afford them.
1: Do you not think that at boardroom level you get to? The, there's a so overwhelmingly superior in Scotland. The complacency sets in, and if you're looking at just a bank balance and you're looking at the sales and you sit in a comfort zone. When Peter Lowell starts to make decisions you've got a problem. Yeah. You've got a calibre manager, the way Brendan Rodgers operates. And I think there's a disconnect. I, agree. I think that's, that's damaging.
0: I think, there is, I think there is a disconnect. But what I'm confident of is that Peter Lowell, Brendan Rodgers, Dermot Desmond, Lee Congerton, every day in the, the senior management of Celtic, they want to perform well and they want to do well. So I'd be very surprised I could my face. I'd be very surprised if Celtic finished this transfer window without the centre half that we need and without the midfielder we need
1: What would that say about the intent and the ambition of Celtic if they don't sign? Oh I, if, if Celtic don't do the business in this transfer window and that
0: has repercussions at the end of the season then I, I think there'd be I think there'd be eh, big issues there I don't think people could sit comfortably in the chairs they're sat in just now you know, but that's that's a long long way away You know, there's a whole season You know, this team Celtic we've got just now are still a good side we could feasibly not send anyone to still be in touching distance um, but look if Celtic don't send anyone in the summer after Brendan just saying I need people in and then we lose the league that there's, there's big questions and, to be
2: honest compl- complacency there. is a massive issue with teams who achieve again and again and again you saw it with Fergie's Man United you're seeing it now with Guardiola City mm-hmm. Even though they're all concrete, they're bringing in new faces to keep things ticking over, keep it fresh and making sure that those that are at the top of the game continue to play at the top of their game. The start of this season suggests that the players that were playing at the top of their game
1: aren't at the moment. So why are Celtic yeah, he's, not he's, he's looking... He's to strengthened to from bring a position of power. power. I think Jamie's right. I think um, September the 2nd won't be a water checkmate. I think Celtic comfortably will take care of Rangers. Watched them closely last night. They thought I dwell on Rangers, but never saw enough. Still still think there's a, a, a margin of quality that Celtic possess that Rangers haven't bridged. But it's the message, it's, it's the fans deserve something more. They deserve not to have to make the same complaint week after week. And the fans can see it, and Brendan Rodgers hasn't addressed it. There has to be a reason why that's not been done. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but like I said, I'd be very surprised if the transfer window closed and we didn't
0: get at, at least the centre half we needed uh, we might not but I, I'm just then. Uh, mm. it's so obvious I think I'm, gonna, I'm agreeing with you but it's so obvious to the fans so obvious to the manager so obvious to everybody that Celtic the centre half I don't think anyone oh. at Celtic
1: could ignore it now. there's a guy that's picking up a hefty wage comp who someone was going to identified and they thought he's the answer no doubt his pedigree and his background and an experienced player played at the highest level seems to be a kind of pattern as well that and not contributor. This is this is I refer back to what we had
0: with the Strikers, you know. We had the exact same problem up front for years. We bought these guys, they hung about the club, we couldn't get rid of them. They weren't good enough and that was John Park. Now we've got Lee Congerton, that must have been. Now, what's frustrating as a fan, for me, is I don't really know where Lee Congerton fits into things. Lee Congerton worked with Comper before, so to me, He's went, well, that, that seems like a, a direct line between the two of them. He's went, I'll get Copter in. Copter's arrived and Brendan Rodgers doesn't fancy him. What I don't have much sympathy for, though, is the argument when people say, ah, well, what do you need a centre-half for? We bought you Henry and Copter and you're not playing them. Well, too bad because they're not good enough. And as a football club director and a football club owner, that's the risk you take. You take shelling out for players that aren't going to play enough. It shouldn't, good enough.
1: It shouldn't be rocket science. John Brown went and watched tactics play or and he's come in and I watched him last night and again he, he looks a good player defensively sound it can't be that difficult to go and get somebody that does these basic things well you know you, know, you
0: might be right but Katic might do the basic things well but Brendan Rodgers might be looking for someone who's better than Katic yeah. and I, th- I think and people always get hit up when Rangers are going out and buying masses and masses of players but you know there's a reason why Celtic finish above Rangers almost every year because we don't buy the players we just want to buy we you know very very often in the past,
1: Rangers to were linked to the same player, even as early as Chris Commons, yeah. that doesn't happen. Again. I completely agree with you, the point I'm making is, and I hire, I'm not saying they're shopping in the, in the same market, but they seem to be shopping in a market which is faulty goods. Yeah, no, no I agree with you,
0: we, we seem to be, on, on one side we go, we don't want the players Rangers are signing, we'll take Copper instead and don't
2: play and that doesn't make sense. To me, I you, agree with you. Do you think someday at the club, Rodgers perhaps needs to come out and explain what the situation is with compare? Because there are so many fans wondering what the problem is. No, because I, I just I, it just never happens. You know, the, the, he's a
0: player that's not playing. Just, is it fitness? Is it, is it uh, the training uh, effort and training form?
1: I, I, I mean, I, you don't know because no one's seen him play. You no, know, no one's seen him play. The rumor is he's too slow. He played in Austria, and there is a bottom line there. Yeah, he just can't get up to the pace. the I mean, uh-huh. Well, there are some names that have been thrown around social
2: media that have be linked with. One that really caught my eye, you might have seen listeners of it is Diego Reyes, the Mexican centre-half no, free agent left Porto at the end of the season, capped 53 times. Now, he spent two seasons previously on loan at Sociedad en Español and he's described, uh, this was in an article speaking about the 10 potential breakout stars of the 2014 World Cup he's only 25, as an intelligent Intelligent in position, comfortable in possession and good in the air. He's been praised for his ability to play crisp passes and keep possession under pressure. But this man's a free agent. The wages he'll have been on in Spain won't be forty grand plus. Is that not somebody that Celtics should be at least talking to or considering? So, someone like that does fit the mould in as much as... I, I, maybe someone, when was the last
0: time Celtic signed a free agent? Because we don't really seem to exploit that market an awful lot and that is one market that A.A.K. Athens do exploit. Now, there was, after that Athens game, there was some, we'd spent more the last two years than Athens has spent in transfer fees in the last five years. But then you dig in a wee bit more. They, they bring in a lot of free transfers and their wage bills higher. So, for me, I, you know, the, a player of that, a player who's not got a club, a player who's at the end of the contract, that's the sort of guy
1: we should be. Yeah, look, like there's another player that you're talking about. There's a few issues with that. There's a reason why he's a free agent. There's also a, a language barrier. Celtic, to be totally blunt with you, are soft defensively. We need somebody who's going to go in and rip a few heads off. And make sure they clear areas and they know their job. Can, good defenders can be brutal defenders, and the personality in there is too soft. They need somebody who's been over the hill, experienced, knows what it's about, and battle-hardened. And yeah. twenty-five-year-old. Well, uh, do you know, Jamie? I would love for Celtic to just climb it all-England And find I just, I, I, I don't
0: know. This is this is the thing. You you you, we, you talk about it. You look. You think. we don't have the sitting here we don't have the scout knowledge at Celtic let me know your
1: name right right George Terry No, why not
0: far too old I don't know how slow he is I don't know when the last time he kicked a ball is Celtic don't need players that are too (laughs) rich as the Rangers manager Would, would he have dealt with that free kick last night aye but I mean oh yeah I would have dealt with that free kick you know, it's, 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 I think that's a, it's too simplistic to look at that. I know why like, people want John Terry, a big experienced player. See if we can get someone, John Terry, five years off, three years off. I just think he might be past it now.
1: we puts a bit of pride in the art of defending. And mm. you don't need to be the quickest If you've got if you've got guys in there that can listen, Celtic's defence doesn't lack pace. It lacks organisation, leadership. Damning statement to be a manager to so say that you like pride and desire. People that put their body on the line to keep the ball out of the net. John Terry's of this book, I agree, Yes, just too old, but I'm just saying, there must be players out there that, oh, that Schor, are at that moment. Fabian Shaw,
2: who signed for Newcastle on some had a three million release clause from Deportivo. Yeah, yeah. He had a really good World Cup for Switzerland. Do you wonder if these are the sort of players that the Celtic the scouting team are at least looking at? Geoffrey Broom is another one that has been... Uh, bust- Done I think Shar's a good
0: example of yeah. what we spoke about earlier. You go out with 3 million quid, Celtic can afford that. How much is he getting in Newcastle?
2: Well, his wages will be 70, 80 grand. But, uh, no, but uh, if Celtic make the move first yeah, for Newcastle, I oh,
0: no, no, appreciate like what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just saying, I think, that's the, I think that is the exact struggle Celtic have got. Just now we've been identifying the targets, we can go pay for them. But when the money talk starts, we we'll, we'll The pay. last
1: success, spectacularly so, was Virgil Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. And they went and sourced him and got him for peanuts. Yeah. So there is an art form of defending, there is an art form of recruitment. You need to ask questions of the people who are doing those jobs just now. Kennedy because under criticism because it's his department. The guy who goes and targets players to come in, his department. Account- accountability,
0: that's I what think fans are looking for. One interesting thing about Van Dijk is, and what surprised me is, we've never went back to Holland yes. to, to sign anyone. We've we done well in the Belgian league with Wanyama, but have not really went back to Belgium. Um, our scouting at the moment seems to be Scotland, and whoever's down south or whoever Man City are looking to send out on loan. You know the amount of players we've got from Man City is, is quite high.
1: Jamie, that fits into the complacency, hasn't it? A degree, yeah, I'm, I'm in it, I think. I'd agree here. That's the point I'm making. I agree. It seems too comfortable. You know, go and think outside the box. You're right. That's a great market. Don't go exotic. Stay European. Again, because of the conversation, the language barriers, and everything else that goes with that it's a different style there's just a niggling there's a niggling thing at the back of my head when we're having these conversations though that
0: I just I don't think Celtic aren't doing that and like I say I think I think Brendan Rodgers is expecting a certain quality of player and doesn't want anything less and we can't afford that and the players in that Goldilocks spot that we can afford that meet his quality
2: criteria are, are few and far between with, uh, we can speak about the defensive situation all day I'm sure <laughs> um, going forward though you'd expect Celtic to be able to score more against a team like Suduva you're saying Jamie that you feel another midfielder needs to be brought in do you feel it needs to be somebody in a similar mode to Armstrong that's going to break forward and break the lines of, of defenders yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I, was, I, I wasn't I a particular fan of John McGinn's I, I didn't think he was at the quality that we needed but Brendan Rodgers wanted him um, and he would have been a, a, a decent enough replacement for, for Stuart Armstrong I think they're more similar in type than perhaps Brown is to, to McGinn um, and you know there's a lot of talk you know people say John McGinn would get in the Celtic start 11 well there's no such thing as a start 11 one start 11 plays against Sudova one plays against PSG one plays against look up. John McGinn could have played last night he could have played against Partick. This in the cup I think he would have would have been the top players we needed against Athens. Yeah, that bust and run for
1: him. I watched him again. I wasn't his biggest fan. Mm. I thought he was limited to the yeah, classic example of let's, let's promote a player above his abilities because he's so yeah But I yeah. watched him for six weeks solid there with the in Europe and my opinion on him completely turned. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, had I been scouting for Celtic, I would have said, get him in. Yeah. He's perfect for Celtic. He's dynamic. He plays the game forward. He's box to box. He's got a delivery. He's a leader. Um, I think it's really, it's very rarely that you actually have your expectations raised as high, mm. having watched him now for a month and a half, Aston Villa are now going the benefit of that. I watched him play on Monday night and he was running and the shot. They're raving about him? Yeah. They're so, again, it takes time to watch players and see what you get. It's funny how we both thought the same thing, but you pour eyes on someone and you see that exactly the wine prepared to go and spend money yeah. on them. I, th- I
2: thought that John McGinn, especially until the end of the last season still had a touch of the Headless Chickens about him. Yeah, He'd again, cover yeah. every blade of yeah. grass when it didn't make sense, but if he's tamed that side of his game, he's prepared to mature, and much he can do. See, if you're and you're a
1: footballer and you've got, like, you're trying to prove yourself, and then all of a sudden somebody's prepared to spoken about in the multi-million pound category, I can do that to your team, I can calm you down and let you appreciate me a minute. I'm a good player, I can do it on my own merits, I don't need to do everybody's job for mm-hmm. So,
2: they brought in Arzani on the wing, do you feel that Celtic are sorted in that in that situation? They get three strikers, and more importantly, for Lee Griffiths' own sake, if belly stays, would it like? I
0: think Lee Griffiths is again. It comes back to the starting eleven argument. Lee Griffiths isn't in your PSG Champions League starting eleven, but he is in your Hamilton Partick Thistle Cup games starting eleven. Um, is he too good for that? No, nah. no. I think I think Lee Griffiths is a good player. I really like Lee Griffiths. Um, but he's not on the level of Dembele and Edward and I think even Lee Griffiths would maybe admit that himself, maybe not. I mean, I don't, I don't, he doesn't seem like the sort of person that would sit and admit it but I think um, there'll be plenty of football for Lee Griffiths. He'll play 30 games this season I think just the way Celtic
1: rotate their team. Jamie's touched on the, just the crux of the matter. The biggest conundrum is how do Celtic keep raising the bar the quality? Dembele is there, Edward is there and Champ is there. Yeah. They're slowly but surely getting real top quality pedigree that can operate at the highest level in Europe. But the it's, it's circumnavigating will be the buying average in the duds. It's, uh, well, it's, it's it's a it's, it's Celtic problem infinite.
0: Yeah. And it always will be. I don't think, you know, as much as I would like to see it, you know, the time where we get the cham, Edward, Belly, a centre half of that standard, a winger of that standard, and maybe a goalkeeper of that standard, all in the team all at the same time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that'll ever come, but just the way we sell and rotate and move it's on, yes. Because is back to next summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah we because, because two, one or two of them will go. Yeah, and, and if yeah. we look at Scott Brown, you know, this isn't something that people have picked up on, but Brendan noor just came in and he had the conversation with Scott Brown, who famously thought he was finished. He says, I'll give you give me two more seasons, or I can give you two more seasons. Well, this is a on season three now. Scott Brown can't play football forever. He can't be that Scott Brown forever. So, you know... I'd be looking at we need a central midfielder to replace Armstrong we need somebody to help out Scott Brown because he'll be able to put in the games and do the miles that he'd done last year you mentioned Arzani comes with a really good reputation you know he's here for two years I think we'll probably see the best of him next year I think that's what happened with Paddy Roberts it was in the second year before he started to make it Um, one thing that does worry me is Scott Sinclair can he Now, every time he touches the ball now, people go, well, he wouldn't have played that pass two years ago, or he would have got by that guy two years ago. I think he needs competition to push him on. I think that's what pushes Scott Sinclair on. I think it's what pushes Forrest on,
1: and he needs competition. he should be embarrassed sitting uh, on the bench last night, when was a teenager basically operating in his role, the money that he's picking up. Let's be honest and
0: blunt about it, it's true. There's probably something in that. You know, Scott Sinclair has went from absolute starter player of the year to somebody that's... No getting games in, in Europe. There might be reasons for that, but I think Scott Sinclair needs and James Forrest need competition. And if Arzani can't provide that competition, then I think Arzani's a good signing.
2: What about Mikey Johnson? He, he looked really,
1: really, really sharp for the assist last night. He did, and he looked as if he had a bit of gallus about him, a bit of um, uh, James Forrest. He's got a tendency to turn back into in the park. He was prepared to go wide and go on the, out, on the outside, he was effective. Thought there was moments in the first half where he showed real desire and pride in his performance to go and influence the game. He impacted the game down the left hand side and he showed good burst of pace, good strength. Good to see I a mean, great to see a young Scottish player um, show, showcase himself at that level. I'm a big fan. Yeah.
2: Okay. And what about Callum McGregor and Tom Roderick? McGregor's been played in the left in recent times. I feel as his role is, is best played centrally, That's where Rogic flourishes. How does Rodgers manage the two of them and play them in their best positions? Jamie,
0: uh, I love McGregor. I, I think Callum uh, McGregor's a terrific player. I think he's one of these guys that the, there's, there's very little show about him. He just comes in and does the business. Comes under the radar quite a lot. Um, another product of the Celtic Academy, like Forrest, like Mikey Johnson, coming through. Um, I, I'd see. I'd like to see Callum McGregor in a lot more games. Um, Tom Rogic. For me is, again, I think he's a class class actor. I think he's got real quality in him.
1: For me I think he just needs to start showing it more in Europe. It's interesting. Ben McKinnison once asked him why is James Madison a twenty five million pound player and he's not played for you in the last six games of the time he was at Aber- Aberdeen But McGregor has never discussed in those kind of terms and has scored goals in the Champions League. He's now established himself in Scotland. Can can you explain how there's a disparity in valuation? He said I would have McGregor and my team week in week out because you can count on you know
0: exactly what you're getting. There. So it's an anomaly in that team, completely bizarre. It's it's I think it's a a, a bit of the hype. A bit, of, you know, McGregor was was unfashionable for a long time. But if you look at McGregor's career, he's always done it. He's, he's he took his time. He's made himself. You know, he sent himself out on loan to Knott's County where he scored. I don't know. I think they played him in the left end. Up scoring twenty two odd goals. Yeah. drawn at the full by Ronnie Diala. And just gradually, gradually
2: made himself a, a first team pick. So I really rate him, I do. Well, with the alleged crisis surrounding Celtic at the moment. Crisis? Well, no, I mean, you mean, not, you're not the the le- crisis. Alleged crisis. Team <laughs> was just going pale. So. <laughs> 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 alleged crisis. Yeah. So um, Celtic have Hamilton Ackies this weekend in a game that allows them to get things back on track. It's at Parkhead. And it's a good opportunity for them to maybe stick three or four past the team that. They should be been three or four past. and How do you expect the game to go, John? Listen, I, I obviously expect Celtic to win the game.
0: I'm, um, I'm going to be pragmatic about it. You know, Celtic have had a bad run of results. I think what well, they won one in the last five. Is that how it goes? No, right. S- seven out of the last Celf- fifteen or something. One. Celtic have won two of the last seven. two of the last seven, seven yeah. of the last fifteen. I think as well. Go back to the tail of the last season. Just, just win the game. You know, win the game. See improvements. I think seeing improvements in performance is probably more I would rather see Celtic perform well and win 2-0 than be rotten and stick five past that poor Hamilton Aki's team you know what I mean I think one thing that we need more than three goals is a clean sheet yeah. I think that's probably more important
1: yeah. good teams do that good teams go and take care of the business they does not have to be spectacular they can um, teams that you can't put your hat on are the ones that will go and beat Hamilton 5 nothing on Saturday and then they'll concede a last minute goal and lock of Europe on Thursday night that's the, what Celtic need to eradicate they need to make sure that they get back to basics mm. and uh, get it out of their system and just be functional. That's good enough for Celtic at the moment because they have got the weapons to go and dismantle teams yeah. and that will be proven throughout the season. I have no doubt they need to sort out. The
0: they just I think people need to just relax about Celtic a wee bit. What's happened is we lost to Ike Athens, two stupid goals, and we didn't particularly perform well. If you look at the hype that's surrounding the Rangers, they've beaten Abdi. They, they drew against Amardine. They last night, I've never heard of that team they played, They beat them 1-0. You were saying that they didn't They set the they're like It just... Jamie, to... this is
1: a better Rangers right? team, believe me. Oh, it couldn't be much
0: worse though. But they're still not good enough. Uh-huh. they not good enough. You know, Celtic have a couple of trip-ups and I don't know it makes for a good story. Yeah. But I've got faith that, that, that Celtic things aren't as bad. I know you sort of alleged crisis, jokingly said crisis, but there are people in the Celtic support who, who think that you know they're just like get in there, get Scott McKenna and he's a different. Like, Let's just relax. a mean, bit here, do you know what I mean? We're two players away. A clean sheet against Hamilton and that that that, that would do for me. Sales thing things done yeah. a wee bit before the big one next Sweet. week. Yeah, how do you see that going? I don't think it'll be five 0 I think four nil. <laughs> 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 I don't I don't I don't see another I don't see another five 0 You know Rangers. For all the the, the, the points i brought up about Rangers, you can't deny. That they have improved on, on key positions from last year. Still think they're particularly soft in midfield. I think they're particularly soft in the flanks. Um, Morelos, he's on he's on form, but I think he struggles against the better teams. Not player, he's isn't. not a big game player. He misses the easy ones. People get in, the the occasion gets in his head, um, and I either sign of Kyle Lafferty. But I mean, I, you know what? I'd be more I'd be more worried if Kyle Lafferty started that game than
1: Morelos. Yeah, I think that this will be the game that takes the wind out of Rangers' sales I and mean, I don't know Rangers fans don't know I you that because they're so used to it. disappointments and false dawns. But listen, the good news is things are starting to take shape, they've got a structure and a spirit about them, they've got bravery on the ball that I haven't seen for a, for a while. And that comes with a team that's led by a manager who's instilling confidence. Yeah. Celtic are an awesome force. There is too much made of what's happening just now. But that's what happens when you're when you're the are so basic yeah. but Celtic um, Rangers have got a lot of work
2: to do before they get close it has been amplified by the, the way of confidence that Rangers are bringing but we'll see how it all comes together next week, but anyway, gents, thanks for being on the pod this week, no problem, thank okay, you thanks Cheers. Gordon, thanks Jimmy. You can join us again next week